welcome back to The Hum. I am Karina Dross, astrologer at Flax and Gold, one half of Abacus Corvus. And this is the bonus side feed that accompanies The Hum and the Holler. And like The Hum and the Holler, this too is ending. This will be the last episode. We've had a good run the last few years, and we have decided we want to use our time for other projects. It's fun doing this. It's not the most fun thing we do. (laughs) What's more fun is being more engaged with you in other formats. So we are closing out the podcast, but I wanted to do one last episode that is going to give you kind of a sneak peek at how I've been working with the astrology of the new moons in a different way. So if you've been listening to The Hum for a little while, you know the format is generally starting with each new moon, we talk about what are the big highlights day by day, week by week, what's happening between the new moons? What are we living into? And I'm still going to have that information for you on my Patreon. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, $2 or higher, this information is still going to be there. I'm just not going to speak about it the way that I do, the way that I like to kind of rhapsodize about the ideas. I'm not going to be doing that in this format. But what I'm hoping to do in the new year, probably starting with the Aries new moon, I'm hoping to start a new project and I don't know the exact shape of it yet, but it's going to be focused on the new moon in a different way. And specifically, I like to locate myself in time during the new moon. And so many people speak about the new moon as a time to set intentions and plant seeds and initiate And I don't think that's wrong, but I've also noticed that giving people that kind of homework every month for a year, and then the next year, and then the next year, it can feel hectic. It can feel as though it is your job as a spiritual person, as someone who is interested in the woo and in how it might help you feel more aligned with your life and meaning and purpose and agency here in this world, it can create this kind of feeling that it's up to you to always be doing. Every month you got to plant a seed. That's not how seeds work. <laughs> there's, this, there's a planting time of year and there's a harvesting time of year and there are times of year when we are fallow. And so I've become a little bit suspicious of the capitalist logic that insists it's time again. It's time to renew yourself. It's time to recommit. It's time to journal and list and plan and strategize and do all of these things that feel very much like kind of energetic spiritual hustling and then do it all all over again the next month, right? So part of what I'm thinking about offering with each new moon is a different way of getting aligned. Locating yourself in time, locating yourself in your body, having a moment of of just dropping down, of being in that moment in time, that moment in your body, and starting to attune to what it's like, using the astrology as a lens, as a way in, as a creative prompt, as something to be in relationship with and curious about, and not necessarily as Oh, it's time for me to do the thing, right? So I am ironically beginning this with the Capricorn new moon. If you look online about Capricorn new moon, which I just did to kind of be like, what is the exact time of the Capricorn new moon? 
you'll see articles that are saying, now's the time to boss up. Now's the time to manifest. Capricorn Moon is going to get your shit together. And sure, yeah, that's the language that sells the articles and gets the clicks and is loosely associated with some ideas of Capricorn. But I want to bring us into a different understanding of Capricorn that is explicitly anti-capitalist and that is offering a different kind of healing to us than just hustle mentality. So with this Capricorn new moon, which I do have the time for you, it will be exact, December 23rd, 5.17 a.m. Eastern Time, that's New York time, this new moon is an opportunity to attune to a different kind of Capricorn energy. And when I say a different kind of Capricorn energy, I'm saying, you know, we're not, I'm not interested in what can help you be more highly functioning in a world that puts way too much pressure on functioning through grief and through trauma and through uh, existential depression, all of the things, right? I hope that you can function as well as you need to. It's, it's sincerely my hope, right? But I think that the deepest healing of Capricorn has a lot more to do with getting into touch with longer cycles of time. And by this, I mean imagining this kind of outward concentric circles as though you were at the center of a tree ring and each ring going out from you is a certain unit of time, right? Like seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, and then lifetimes, generations, until you are expanding your sense of consciousness into ecological term, um, sorry, ecological time, cosmological time, and in doing this, there's a connection, there's a relationship you can build with the experience of time itself, which Saturn is the ruler of, Capricorn is associated with that, but also just with the experience of leaning into the wisdom and the support of elders. And if you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen um, a quick reel I did about this, but I've been thinking so much lately about what it means to age, to become an elder, or to lack elders, and how much pain there is, especially this time of year, Capricorn time of year, when there's, uh, you know, we, we have the holiday season that for the Christian calendar um, really it starts in Sagittarius, but then it peaks in Capricorn. <laughs> and Capricorn is a somber energy. And so many people struggle with expectations about themselves and their families this time of year, about what they did or didn't receive, not just materially like presents, but in terms of love, in terms of recognition, in terms of actual support. And so tapping into the healing of Capricorn energy on a lot of levels, means believing that there is ancestral support for you, even if your family of origin doesn't feel like the place where you can access that. And even if you go back a few generations and you still can't really find it in your family history, believing that there are well ancestors and that their support is available to you. And you might imagine this as people in your own bloodline, you might imagine this as queer ancestors, artists, revolutionaries, people that you know of through history that you resonate with, who in some way changed the world so that it would be a better place for you. 
You might imagine elder energy as like the oldest trees on our planet, or as the amoebas, or as the fucking stars themselves, right? There are a lot of ways of tapping into what is older than us because we are insanely short-lived. We are, we are here so briefly. There is so much that is older than us that we are in relationship with that it, it can be hard to track and really feel those relationships a lot of the time. So that's what I invite you to do with this Capricorn new moon. And if you want to go a little extra, you can go not just into the past, but also into the future. So if you think about connecting to your own elders and ancestors and imagining who made the world better for you, you may also want to go the other direction into the future and imagine how you can make the world better for those that come after you. And that might sound like a really big responsibility, especially now when the world, the, all of the kind of multiple overlapping crises in the world all are kind of calling out for these big immediate solutions that so many of us individually feel kind of powerless in the face of, right? And so when I'm talking about the responsibility to make the world better, I'm saying, yeah, you single human you're probably not going to be the one who single-handedly turns this whole boat around, right? But you have your own sort of like plot of land, right? You've got your own little jurisdiction within your body, your choices, your relationships, the roots and routines of your daily life. You have things that you touch and they ripple outward. So you can only really take on these really big responsibilities one small chunk of time at a time. With that, I invite you to do a writing exercise. Uh, I've got a writing prompt for you. There's two of them, if you are so inclined. And when you do anything around the new moon, it's a good idea to do it after the lunation begins, you know, so not in the balsamic moon phase. So if you're listening to this before 5.17 a.m. December 23rd, which, you know, you're going to have to be a diehard fan to do that because I am uploading it on the 22nd in the evening. But if you are, um, wait, wait until tomorrow morning. Wait until the lunation has, has already moved from balsamic to new and is kind of starting to move towards crescent because that's where, that's where like the tide of energy is going to be with you in, in beginning this thing. So, okay, writing prompt time. First one is to let, uh, write a love letter to an ancestor. Any ancestor of your choice, human, non-human, known to you, unknown to you, historical, imaginary, and let it be a letter of gratitude for the world that you're in now and how they helped make that happen. And then the second writing prompt is to write a letter from the future to you as an ancestor. And this one is entirely imaginary, if not psychic, but it is essentially putting yourself into the perspective of somebody generations from now who knows of you, probably never met you, and that person is thanking you for something that you embodied that is unique to you, that has affected them. And it might not be you know, I wrote the world's greatest novel and it changed your life forever. It might just be, 
I was a loving friend to so-and-so. <laughs> you know, I, I planted this tree and now you're sitting under the tree. It can be a small act. Don't, don't feel as though you need to summon up this huge defense of your existence as you're doing this. Let it be a fiction writing exercise. See what comes through. Okay, my friends, the last thing that I want to say about this new moon is that the lunation itself is going to be square to the planet Jupiter, which is freshly in Aries. And so there's a lot of energy and buoyancy and kind of optimism thrown into this otherwise fairly serious lunation, right? Capricorn is, is more serious energy, but Jupiter in Aries is raring to go. And if you want to know all the details, right? Like what is happening? What are the highlights of the days? And you are particularly interested in a year ahead forecast, I'm going to have that dropping early in January. So look for that on my Patreon. And that is it. That is it for me. That's a wrap on the hum. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining me in this experiment. And I will see you in other ways and other places in the future. Take care. Oh.